On this episode, I'm having a good chat with Rachel Klausner, entrepreneurial parent helming two social enterprises. We'll talk gamification and PBCs. <laughs> what are either of those? If you're curious, you'll just have to stay tuned. And hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everybody. We've got Rachel Klausner. She's one of my favorite people in the space. She's actually one of the first people I met. Um, awesome person. Super big heart. More than willing to go and make introductions on my behalf. Really just great launch pad for anybody. And she's got a couple of great platforms that are launch pads for anybody that want to get in the space. She's a legacy entrepreneur, a tech entrepreneur, and an entrepreneurial parent, which is really awesome. Uh, she's an innovator in employee engagement and comes up with unique solutions to bring private sector and nonprofits together. And I, like I said before, she's one of the first people I met, and I truly think that she's a thought leader around all of things that are harmonizing the space. So I want to say hello, welcome, Rachel. Nice to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. I like right back at you with you being amazing and being a connector in the space. And I'm just excited to be here. I, I'm just going to have these kind of uh, calls just to feel loved every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, like, can we just start from the beginning? You're, you're an yeah. entrepreneur and a legacy entrepreneur, and, and I am too. So that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, was this like, how did it start? Was this always your goal? What What are your life experiences? Yeah, um, no, definitely not always my goal to be an entrepreneur and, and start a company. That was not ever what I had expected. Um, I was always in the startup space. So I was definitely drawn to like the earliest of stages, getting things off the ground, um, but just never thought of myself as someone that would do it on their own or, or, or you know, be that leader in that space. So um, worked at a whole bunch of different tech startups um, for the first kind of eight years of my career, um, all at the earliest stages. Um, had a had a blast um, in in some you know wonderful rides, um, and then obviously some tumultuous, as all early stage folks know. Um, and yeah, honestly, I never really thought I was going to ever do this. And kind of some crazy circumstances um, in one of my last jobs just like made me reflect and realize that like we got to get some more, some more women founders um, just out there in the tech space. We're just, there's not that many of us. And um, thankfully it's growing. It's been growing a lot, especially in the last bunch of years since I've, um, you know, since I've gotten into it, it's been fun to see so many, so many women go out there and start businesses. But um, yeah, for me, it was, you know, I just, I had a growing family. Um, I have three little kids and, um, a lot of the work environments I was in um, just like weren't so supportive of that um, because we didn't have leaders that knew what that was like. Um, and so for me, that was just a really big um, force function to deciding to do this on my own. And you, it's it's funny that you talk about that growth in the tech space. We've been interviewing a lot of uh, innovators that are doing public interest impact tech. And for season one here, it's a it's a full load. And every single entrepreneur is a woman. 
Oh, wow. I love it. So cool. Like it yeah. just occurred to me when you were saying that, like it, it's amazing how this space is being built. We keep saying this as far as your, your product and your project and your business mm-hmm. and what you've got going on. What is this? Yeah, sorry. This is Millie. Um, so I founded Millie now almost four years ago this coming month. Um, and originally we really started, um, towards this mission of how do we get, um, you know, donor advised funds accessible to all, how do we get younger people to be giving strategically? And, um, we were about a year into our, you know, existence when, um, an early stage product, like we still didn't know what we were doing. We were like really early and, um, a few companies in the Boston area too, within a week, you know, knocked on our door, each with the request to do some sort of workplace giving and volunteering. Um, and we kind of brushed it off. We were like, aren't there a million players in this space that do that? Um, you know, they've got it covered. And they were like, no, they really are meant for large enterprise, Fortune 500 businesses. Like we're totally priced out of this. We're, you know, they don't service our size business. And I'm like, you're a size business, you're pretty big. <laughs> they were like a thousand employees. And so, yeah, so that's kind of where it started. We were like, okay, there's clearly a gap here and um, started building out product for um, for companies to launch these workplace giving and volunteering programs um, and start and scale social impact programs. Um, and yeah, so that started, we had our first pilots two years ago, two summers ago, were like our first initial pilots on Millie. Um, and it's grown a ton since it's been a really wild ride the last two years. Um, lots of ups and downs. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're just here. We're excited. We think I'm just having the best time to be honest. (laughs) Someone was just asking me today, like, how's it going? And I'm like, this is too much fun. Um, I just get to do, this is like my dream job. I get to convince companies to give more money away to charity and get employees involved and think about what their employees are passionate about and at the heart of what they love. It's just like everything that I would dream of in a job. Um, and my team is awesome. And I'm like, this is the life. Um, so yeah, we're just loving it and just really excited about like who we are as a business. I think the last year has tested us a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, really big fortune, you know, 100 companies, obviously, you know, way bigger than what we normally, you know, think of as our customer would come to us, um, wanting to use us. And, uh, we've been really good at saying no, because we love, we love small and medium businesses. So that's truly like where our heart lies. Um, and we've just been really good at this like mid market space and, yeah, like I love it. It's just so fun. We get to build really cool product and really focused on our customers because they're not all over the place. They're they're very similar to each other because they're they're in a similar size um, and similar stages, right? A lot of these programs are are more fledgling, which I I love too, right? As a startup founder, I naturally gravitate towards it. So that we get to sit side by side with these social impact folks and these people leaders and and leadership teams to help them craft what their impact program looks like. It's like, this is, this is the dream. <laughs> Very cool. So I guess the, the message that I'm going to put out to our product people and our technologists is focus on a single audience and master that yes. audience. That's the key to success. 
Yeah, uh, it's so fun. <laughs> having been in all things to everyone startups that have failed, I can I can say from experience, focus on something great. Can we rewind? Millie, is that a childhood pet? Is that yeah. um Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Millie actually was a little bit of a nod to a generation that often gets, you know, over not overlooked, but um, the the not great end of the stick. Um, so it's a nod to millennials um, who really we were focused on early on at the early you know stages of of Millie was how do we get you know younger folks to give more strategically with these donor advised funds, um, and we kept the name because truly a ton of our you know, a ton of our employees that we service are millennials. Um, so a lot of the companies we work with, their teams um, are heavily millennials. So we just were like, let's keep it. It's like a fun little nod to our origin story and how we pivoted. And um, yeah, but it's just kind of become like a whole thing of its own because it's always, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the names in our space are kind of obvious. Um, so this was just, it's a little more inconspicuous, uh, which I like. I oh, like, that's great. I it's Very memorable. Millie, everyone. M-I-L-L-I-E. Millie is a geriatric millennial with, with my gray hair going on. Are you ever going to do something like Zilly? <laughs> so that is, is a Zennial. So larger type. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Large type and uh, retirement focused charities and just like really, really make it happen. Um <laughs> One of the neat things about your structure, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a public benefit corporation? Yes, I love PBCs. Um, yeah, so for any uh, companies that are just starting out and trying to think about how to form, and especially if you're in the social impact space and, and really want to make impact a focus of your business, um, I highly recommend the public benefit corp status um, or, or, or um, structure, I should say. Um, but it's basically a, it goes by state. So I think, I don't think every state has it, but many states do. Um, and it's fairly new. It's like only within the last, I want to say like six or seven years. Um, but you can actually create your business as a public benefit corp. And what that does is it allows your structure to not just be focused on um, shareholders. Um, it can actually also be equally focused on social impact and social good. Um, so I, it was important for me to do that structurally in case we ever got bought or there were other leaders or, you know, anything in that genre um, that, you know, as long as Millie was around, um, someone couldn't come in and be like, let's just charge a ton of money for this and take fees here and do this here and, you know, um, and lessen the impact. Um, it, it really allows us as an entity to make sure that we focus on both, you know, shareholder value as well as community impact. Um, so yeah, I, I love PBCs. They're awesome. I'm super proud of it. It's different, um, but it, it was a great fit for us. And I feel lucky that um, and grateful to the folks before us who made it happen because this was not always the case that you could structure a for-profit business like this to make sure that you um, kept impact at the heart of what you did, no matter who was in the leadership roles or whatever it may be. It's like a, a for-profit public interest enterprise. Just, let's just add as many words as possible. They'll yeah. be new acronyms <laughs> all day long. Yeah, I really like that because it it's it takes you beyond just saying what your ethos is and, and builds it into your legal formation, which is like, you can't walk away from that. Yep. You are walking your talk all day long. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yep. So we, we're, we're like talking about the structure and the build and everything else, and we've touched on it very lightly. What exactly does Millie do? Great question. <laughs> um, so we are a software business, um, and we work with companies to help them do anything impact-oriented that relates to their employees. Um, so truly, we are an employee engagement tool just as much as we are a social impact tool. Um, so that includes uh, workplace giving, so donation matching, campaigns for giving, volunteer opportunities, volunteer days or weeks. Um, we have a new tool called Giving Madness, which is like a really fun gamified giving experience, grant making. Um, we have a thing called gifting, where you can gift charitable dollars to employees and even customers. Um, so anything that you would want to do around kind of giving and volunteering that social impact stuff um, with your employees. Like that's what our tool really focuses awesome. on. Awesome. So now I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. Can you give us a demo to drop in the show notes or a link so I can send people out to demo it? Yes, I will give you all that fun stuff. Yeah, some really fun of quick, some quick videos to see what we do in, in a short period of time because I know our attention spans are low. Um, but yeah, we I'll, I'll send you some links. Awesome, awesome. So you said you're going to give us fun videos and fun things and we keep saying fun and you had mentioned giving madness. Giving madness, from what I've heard, has a very interesting origin and... Can you just like go into great detail over over what giving madness is? Yes, I would love to. And actually, this is a little plug. We actually just released our giving madness report, which shares all the data on the first nine pilots that we did in early 2022 um, and a whole podcast episode on what it is. So I'll, I'll send you those links so folks Perfect. can read the report and all the great data that came from it. The, the podcast was Changemakers? Yeah, it's, yep, the Changemakers from Within podcast. Um, that's the podcast that, where I normally host um, some amazing changemakers that, that um, work at for-profit businesses that are building out social impact programs. And so this episode is a unique episode because someone is actually interviewing me about Giving Madness. Um, but yeah, just to share what Giving Madness is for folks that don't know, because it's probably 99% of you. Um, so Giving Madness is, again, software, um, but it allows you to create a gamified giving experience that you can do over the course of time. So it can be, you can run a giving madness bracket for a day, a week, a month. Um, most folks do it over the course of a week. Um, and it's really a lot of fun. You put corporate dollars in. So let's say you are a company and you wanted, you know, most of the companies we worked with through like 20 or $30,000 into a bracket. Um, they invited 16 nonprofits into that bracket. Some made them themed, like a back to school one. Some made them just general with lots of different topics of cause areas. So they would put the 16 nonprofits into the bracket and those 16 nonprofits had profiles and videos and content and really cool stuff to read through and watch. And then they would actually invite their employees to vote the nonprofits through the bracket over the course of four rounds. So it's a lot of fun. It got amazing engagement and participation. We just like, we're so happy with how it went. And we've seen a ton of companies that ran those early pilots actually be, you know, come back and do multiple throughout the year around different, you know, cause areas or things going on um, in their calendar year. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, and really, we were trying to tackle a few different problems. <laughs> One was, engagement. So notoriously in our space, participation is pretty low on, you know, general giving programs. And so we wanted to get as many people involved as possible. 
and the engagement rates were really high on that. So normal donation match programs or um, annual match programs hover at around 11%, and that's engagement, you know, one time at, at any one point throughout an entire year. Um, and these programs were mostly run over the course of a week or a month, and the engagement rates were 29%. Um, so, so really high and we're really excited about it. Um, so that was one thing that we want to tackle on. Another was getting dollars into nonprofits, not at the end of the year. So anyone who works in our space and in the nonprofit space knows that, you know, most 80% of the funding comes in those last two months, um, which is really hard for, for nonprofits to plan. And then there's always this like really hard kind of decision making month that happens in January when they look back on on what happened, you know, the two months prior. And so it's just not a good cycle, right? It's not sustainable. Um, and so we really wanted to create some sort of like fun, exciting thing. And for us, we felt like this was like a great time, March, right? Most people we thought would run these in March. And that's a time where not a lot of giving happens. Um, that whole first half of the year is not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of giving. So um, we were just really excited about the timing of it. And so that was a big part of this is how do we get more giving to happen, not just at the end of the year. That's really cool that you're, you're helping level that, that income methodology. And a lot of people listening, just imagine if you got your paycheck at the end of the year and you had to figure it out. Yeah. And you didn't know what it was going to be. You didn't know how much <laughs> it was going to be for. Yeah. And maybe some of it's restricted and you can only spend it on certain things. It's just, that's a hard life to, to live. And it's amazing to hear 11%. There's, there's free money to go to causes that you like. Yep. And people, only yep. 11% of people are engaging in that. That is wild. Yep. It's really bad. Um, it's actually, I consider it like the biggest stain on our industry. Um, I actually think it's very much... Um, you know, on us as software businesses to help solve this problem. Because I think with better user experience, better different types of, you know, cool, fun, innovative tools, like we can really move the needle, right? Because, you know, on, you know, most of those companies had that around 30% engagement rate. And most of those 30, over 50% of them were net new people that hadn't engaged in their giving programs. And, most of our customers do have a much higher rate than 11% on their annual program. So that's, that's not really representative of our customers. But in general, we're just seeing that giving madness attracts like a net new population that may not have done volunteering or giving before, but they just want to vote. They want their voice heard. They're just like, you know, they like competitive things. They're into it. Um, so I think that's what's also interesting is it's it's a great way to add like new people into that mix so that you really raise those rates of engagement. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put a pin in this term vocalization and we're going to come back to it in just a second because I, I have a question, but I, I want to keep going on giving madness. It's got a pretty cool origin. It, it's got. Am I am I misinterpreting <laughs> like where the it's not a separate business and it is a product. In Millie. Yeah. So Giving Madness, the idea stemmed from a conversation that I had mm, almost three and a half years ago. Um, so really early days of Millie. I was like a few months in. I don't even think we had any product at the time. I was just trying to get anyone to go to coffee with me. Um, and I was having um, coffee with uh, Tim Smith, who now works at Pledge 1% in Tides. And he was at the Boston Foundation. And we were just spitballing ideas. And it was around March time. And he was like, someone should do something with, you know, giving and March madness. And I was like, yes, that is brilliant. <laughs> um, and so I just kind of like 
tucked it in the back of my head and was like, I got to get to that at some point in my life because anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with fun, competitive. You know, I started this like national basketball tournament when I was in college and I started a sports camp when I was in high school and just really into like that kind of stuff, like anything sports oriented. Um, So that was like the second I heard it, I was like, I got it. This is, this is just got my name written all over it. Um, So yeah, I put that in the back of my head. Definitely spent a lot of time since I'm a product designer by trade, designing out what that could look like in my dreams, you know, and I was just putting a whole bunch of pen to paper on what, what that could be. Um, And then uh, we heard about this like call for fun gamified idea, giving ideas um, like with the Gates Foundation, they did a collaboration with IDEO and they were looking for cool ideas to, to put some money into. And so we submitted it and then we didn't get it. And we were so devastated. We're like, oh my gosh, we thought it was such a genius idea. They didn't invest in it. You know, we were just beyond ourselves, beside ourselves. And we ended up, um, you know, fast forward, like, I want to say a while, like at least a half a year, you know, and I hear from them and they're like the Gates team and they're like, hey, we're doing this cool, like collaboration sprint thing around gamified giving. We think, you know, you would be good for it. Why don't you join? And it'll help kind of you evolve ideas and collaborate with folks. And so we did that. I did that. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Had such a great time with our with the teammates that I had. And then they were like, hey, do you want to submit this Giving Madness idea for like a much larger grant than the one we had applied for originally that we were devastated to lose way more, like like many, many, many X more. Um, and so it ended up working out great. And we were just like so, you know, grateful. And so um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation ended up being this first year really sponsoring um, the building out of it and, and making it happen, which was really so much fun to work with them. And they're just such a great team. Um, and yeah, super grateful that they took a chance on us. And, you know, it, it just shows you that these things, you don't know which doors, when doors close, what other doors are opening, because we wouldn't have been eligible had we got that first grant for the right. next one, which was so much bigger. And we were just, yeah, so it ended up working out great. And yeah, we had our first, you know, re, you know, season, I would say, of Giving Madness, and it was awesome. And now we're seeing so many other brackets happen throughout the year that we weren't expecting. Um, and we're just super excited. It's such a big part of our business now. Like now companies really do come to us wanting that engagement and it's it's such a great tool to offer them. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Because that could have been a, a decimal in hand was worth a comma in the bush. So yeah, that's that's yeah. great. I, yeah, I'm not even trying to make light of it. That's that's one of those impact investments that it's just this little ripple where a, a, a startup founder yeah. has a really cool idea and somebody comes in and funds it with no no business intent. And now it's supporting yep. volunteer uh, em- employees that run CSR volunteer programs to make sense of it. And then also the nonprofits that they're trying to support. And that's where I want to get back into vocalization. It seems like the tools that you make are very supportive in helping individuals understand and build out programs so that they can get better engagement from within their organization. Yeah. So most of the folks that we work with, and this is part of like why we love what we do so much, really are coming in with like a brand new slate of like, 
what should we be doing? Um, lots of question marks, lots of excitement, you know, of like, let's build out this idea or let's build out this program. And so um, we take that upon ourselves to really be educators in, in a lot of ways. And so folks that use our tool um, are constantly being bombarded with um, really easy templates of things in the tool itself. So because we, you know, we work with these, you know, small, medium, mid-sized businesses who don't have a lot of, you know, bandwidth, right? They might not even, most of them don't have like a full-time CSR person. And if they do, it's maybe one, maybe two. Um, so definitely don't have a big team. And so for us, we really lean in on having content that's ready for them. Um, and that can help them, you know, if something's happening, right? Like even um, this week with the hurricane putting together a quick um, campaign template that has everything in it, volunteer opportunities, giving opportunities, a little blurb, a picture, everything ready to go. And then we send that out to our admins and say, it's ready for you if anyone wants to use it. Um, and many of them use these templates. And so it's a great way for them to really rally their teams around giving with like two button clicks That's um, and, and not too much effort. Uh, that's absolutely wonderful. That's That's a huge thing. And I'm really happy that parent life and work life and all those things belayed our conversation as much as they did. So it's September 30th, Friday, September 30th. We're recording this. It's going to probably air November or December. But waiting this long, you did something really cool about two weeks ago. We're talking about vocalization and templatizing and your passion for the space. You released a kit to inspire people to start their own CSR organization and to sell it into an executive team? Yeah, we love that toolkit. Um, we use it all the time. So we, yeah, we put together the Social Impact Toolkit, um, which is basically a whole bunch of different resources for someone to come up with what kind of program they want to do and pitch it internally. So it comes with um, a template and this is all free. So definitely go on our site, grab it. So it, it comes with a template, a PowerPoint template that you can use um, with tons of structurally, like how you could set up a program and you basically swap in and out. And we give you different ideas of what you can. And it's basically like check boxes. And you're like, nope, don't want to do that. Delete that. Yes, want to do that. And you can just kind of um, use, use it as a menu almost. Um, and then we, with lots of statistics on why this is so important for business and bottom line and the things that leadership wants to see, because thankfully, running social impact programs actually really does help the bottom line in a lot of different ways, um, both with, you know, employee engagement and retention, but then also with actual profit. We, you know, we're seeing companies that engage with social impact are much more profitable than ones that don't, which is kind of shocking. Um, and so there's just a lot of great statistics in there. And then we also have a statistics guide with all the great statistics like that, that you might use to prove out your program. And we have a video walking you through how you might craft it um, and yeah, there's just a whole bunch of different tools in there. So definitely recommend for any of the folks that are thinking about, okay, what could a social impact program look like at my company? Um, that's a great tool. And we see tons of companies using it, um, to structure out their programs and, and sell them internally. That's, that's awesome. Anything to, to motivate that entrepreneurial spirit uh, of, of doing good is yes. so cool. Yes. And Honestly, I think there are many of us that are established in the space that can grab that kit and go, oh, we're missing an element. Oh, we're missing a metric. Like yeah. <laughs> there, there's no end to the innovation and continuing education and, and leadership in the space, which there, there might be a pause afterwards, but I truly see you as like the gold standard of 
innovation and ways of doing things better in this space as a as a vendor, which is even harder. You're inspiring new organizations, you're developing product that organizations can actually utilize, and you're delivering it in a way that makes sure that it's utilized and that it's it's attainable and that is so cool. So what's your expectation for everybody else to catch up with you? <laughs> I mean, I I really love our space. Um, I actually just was on a panel the other day and got to meet a, a competitor of ours, um, one of the founders, and we just had a blast. Um, and it was so fun. We were like, we already have another catch up lined up for next week. Um, and I just, I really truly believe that like, we are all working towards this amazing goal. And I feel like I don't want to be cheesy, but like the more the merrier, like I want us all to do well because there's j- there's a lot of room, right? And for us, we think a lot about like net new programs. Like that's our goal, right? We're not looking at, we're not really talking to companies that are on other platforms, right? It's not, that's not interesting to us. We kind of are like, okay, you're on another platform, like stick to it, you know? Um, we really want to chat with, companies and and get into companies that have never had programs before because we want our impact to be as big as possible. That net new dollar that never went to charity because that company never gave because they just didn't know or they didn't have the bandwidth or they didn't, you know, have the resources. So we want to help inspire those companies and show them that they can start with any dollar amount, right? They hear about big banks having ten thousand dollars per employee match amounts and it's like, come on. You know, so I think for for me, I'm just really grateful that I think the space has been really supportive um, until this point. Like I feel very supported, even even with competitors. Sometimes um, I feel like I get on these calls and um, it's always super friendly, and I'm just like excited for what we all do as a space. But I do think we need to up our game, and so I think I nodded to that a little bit before. But like this 11% participation on annual match that exists across our industry, we got to do better than that. You know, we got to get more people engaged and really push ourselves to try and come up with new ideas because the status quo is not good enough to me. Like we need to be in more businesses. We need to engage with more employees at those businesses. And so the more we kind of continue to innovate and, and be thoughtful about, you know, how we get people involved, it's really important. Um, we came out with like a Slack app last year, which has been huge. The companies that have the Slack app installed have so much more engagement than the ones that don't because it's, you know, constantly there. Um, and we're about to release a Microsoft Teams app that does similar things. Um, for our for our customers that are on that, um, and just thinking about those things, right? Like no one in the space had had a there was no Slack app, you know, definitely no Teams app, and so it's really being thoughtful about okay, where are employees? Like how do we tap into them and get them the most engaged without a lot of lift from the company? And so that's why we think about these automated, easy things that are already there, right? We don't want to bombard you with like a hundred emails. We're not going to do that, but. If we're in Slack and there's a little channel and anytime someone donates to the campaign that you're a part of and get a little, you know, like that's the, and, and it creates community because you can, you know, put an emoji on it or comment on it. And, you know, that to us is exciting. So we just, we got to keep moving the needle forward, but I'm excited. And I think, I think the industry um, is a great place to be, but also like, you know, hopefully we'll push each other in the right direction. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. And, and you really do embody what, what you enjoy about the space. Like I said, when I, when I came in, you were one of the warmest welcomes I had 
as far as like, oh, cool, somebody else is doing this. That's great. Let me introduce you to some other people. Like, <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much. So, inside these organizations, I know I'm sure you've got customers you love, and and they've got tips and tricks. Is there anything that you've seen happen? So, you know, this this whole good chat thing is designed for corporate social impact professionals, the, the ESG teams and the employee engagement yep. teams and the, you know, the, the DAF and, and grant writing people. What, what things could, cause we get tunnel vision and we start getting asked business cases and we start getting asked all these things. And, you know, we make the argument about culture and retention and this and that. Are there any things yeah. that you've noticed outside of templatization, outside of these toolkits, morale yep. side, just, just for those of us working in this space, what, yes. what can we do? Yeah, there's so many great ideas. I feel like I can share some, a good, some good tangibles of things and ways that our customers have just become really creative. You get to, to really see outside looking in, you're not tunneled into one organization and the rules that were established in the program that's been agreed to. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. This program yeah. is very different than that program. And we see what the, the hard spots are. We see yes. what the needs are. We yep. see the common. I wish Jess was on here because this is her category. Yeah. So I think one thing that we're seeing across the board is the more the, the, the more you can diversify your programs, the better. Obviously, that's hard with bandwidth and things like that. But if you can do a lot of different things to get your teens engaged and give back, it really helps move the needle on getting the most amount of people involved because some people might be really excited about volunteering their time and some people might be super busy and have three little kids at home and want to just give money. Um, and so there's a really, um, what we're seeing is the more variety you have in your programs that you put together, whether that be gift cards or, you know, employee of the month programs or things like that. There's just so much you can do around giving back. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of our customers really want to engage their employees in social impact, which is not usually what we have seen with small and medium businesses. Um, and so we're definitely thinking creatively about ways that they can engage uh, not just employees, but customers in some of these programs as well. So that'll be really fun and interesting. Uh, that's definitely like the future, I think, for us in terms of like adding more tools. But yeah, I mean, I think in general, the space is growing rapidly as we've all seen. I think for us, the small, medium, mid-market businesses are just so exciting because they have never had programs and they're so eager to start. Um, and so for us, that's really where we want to spend spend our focus on. Um, there's just so much out there. We've seen some really cool programs. Like one program, um, the company basically had like employees of the month or, or folks like did something really cool. I forgot what it was, but basically an employee like did something and everyone voted for them and was like, this employee deserves this. And they actually created a whole campaign, a fundraising campaign around his three favorite nonprofits. And that was so cool. Like usually it's like, okay, a pride month, campaign or, a you know, helping the homeless campaign or whatever, you know, there's just like lots of different campaigns that folks often use. And so this was super interesting because it was really around a person that they knew and loved and wanted to say, Hey, you did a great job on this thing. Like we want to support what you love. Um, and it was great. And it was his peers and, you know, the company was putting in money and his peers were putting in money. And it was just like really cool to see that kind of use case that was, um, just really felt more human um, and and deep, honestly. Like, think about that person at that company 
and the connection he now has to his peers and to his employer, right? That's, that's pretty, pretty. And also his peers, how his peers feel. Oh, I, you know, giving to that, that feels really good. And it makes you feel closer to that person. Thank you for, for putting that out there, because I think a lot of us lose the, the vision that we're, we're in this in a big part for company culture. And when we start just doing the the motions and, and we get locked into, oh, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, let's do this. Oh, it's Pride Month. Oh, let's do that. Right. Yep. You kind of fall apart and you and you lose perspective on what's important to your people. Your people are important to your people. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Duh. Yep. That, that's the moment I'm having right now is like, oh, I'm, I missed a lot of opportunities already that I can think of this week to do that kind of work. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for you, to you for doing this and being such a connector in the space. Like, I think you were saying that about me. And I was like, I feel like that's Peter to a T. <laughs> um, like really always being thoughtful about, you know, helping out all the folks in the social impact space and not just, you know, a lot of folks are heads down in our space and in general in life, there's so much going on. But I feel like you're, you're so often the person that answers people's questions and is, you know, just that one to jump on and, and have a conversation. And, and I'm, I'm grateful to you for that. Well, I, pre- I appreciate that. I, I guess we'll be aspirational to each other. And, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that, that is everybody, you know, if you're listening to this, you care. So step up. Don't, don't be shy. You have something to contribute. And even if it's just connecting people, that's, that's the simplest thing. That's really what our job is. So, hey, how do people get a hold of you? Feel free to email me um, and check out our site. Um, it's milliegiving.com. Um, and I'll share some links to the All the Giving Madness study, that the report that I uh, mentioned. And definitely check us out on LinkedIn. We're always posting there and Twitter and on and all the socials. Um, and then Definitely, um, for those that like podcasts, clearly you do because you're all, you're listening right now. We have a podcast um, that I referenced called Change Makers from Within, which is just a lot of fun. And definitely take a listen and would love to hear folks' feedback on it. But I get to have the fun job of just chatting with people. It's the best. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? It's great. Yeah, having it's the best. <laughs> I, I will say your, um, <clears throat> your guest list is rather lacking on Change Makers. But I know know. we got to have Peter on. We've been talking about this for like a year. When are we making this happen? We got to do it. We're too too busy. Yeah, that's going to be the (laughs) that's the universal excuse. We're too busy. (laughs) We got to make it happen. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. This was a really good chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that does it for this episode. Should you or someone you know be our next guest? Visit goodchat.org and click the link to nominate a guest. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us and tell your friends. You can find other ways to support us at goodchat.org and uh, catch you next time. Do it.